You are listening to the Less Dress More Fun podcast. Today, I'm going to encourage you to embrace the detours. You are listening to the Less Dress More Fun podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello. Do you love to get lost? (laughs) The answer to that question seems to depend on the personality of the person answering. I think some people, they like the Applebee's on the interstate, and some people love that little taco shop on the scenic route. My upbringing had a lot of change, a lot of change. (laughs) And um, one of the changes is that we moved very often. And I think I got lulled into maybe, I don't know, a false sense of stability because I have lived in the same location for as long as I ever have in my life, in the home that I'm in now. And yet, I am realizing that the past few years have been full of a different sort of change. It's been a lot of change in place, as it were. My oldest son graduated. My youngest son is changing one of his primary activities. He's going to be um, switching from a sports program that he's been really active in for a few years. And... In that process of their changes, I am getting my Thursday nights back. (laughs) You see, back in the day, I used to be very, very active in my local Toastmasters club for years. And it was one of the purest, most satisfying sources of joy, contribution, and friendship in my life. And... Because of schedule changes and, you know, I'm a single mom and uh, there was a schedule change that made Thursday nights my nights with the kids. I put that night, my night with Toastmasters on hold. And I realize as I've been dusting off my notebooks and reviewing the new educational pathways in Toastmasters that, wow, it's been years since I was detoured off of my adventures in Toastmasters. And you know, this dusting off process has been activated in other areas too. There have been several areas of my life where it was kids and work first. And my life has taken detours that I never, ever could have predicted. For starters, whoever decides to get married and have kids predicting that they'll be a single parent... I think probably nobody. One of the things that I've noticed as I've been reflecting on this topic of of detours and redirections and wrong ways and turning around and trying to find the correct way to my destination is that I have a different reaction to detours than I did during my pre-parenting years. I will say that having kids for me, it's been like a binary experience. It's not like anything else I've ever done. It's a commitment that has taken my utmost focus because you're either a parent or you're not, in my book anyway. I I don't 
feel half in on my parenting journey. And I think maybe because of my commitment to parenting and the kind of experience that I want my kids to have, which is predictability with me, I noticed that I think over the years that has translated into a desire to have predictability in my environment, in my activities, in my schedule, that in this quest to be a reliable resource for my kids in a way that I didn't have with my own mom, I think that I've been trying to kind of, <laughs> I don't know, it, it's funny if you saw me, I'm like, like, ah, like this, like puppeteering um, vision of my life. Like I want to keep the place we live very predictable and stable and the activities and the schedule. I want them to know what they get with me. And most importantly, I want them to know that I am a predictable, lasting, permanent part of their lives in, in some way or form. And then as things are becoming very unpredictable now, their schedules are changing, their interests are changing, even my responsibilities as it relates to parenting them are changing. I'm noticing that my brain is kind of having this idea that I've lost time, as if that's even a possibility. I don't think we can lose time. I just got hours and days and I spent them according to my priorities. But I find that what's really sort of, I don't know, it's a magical gift if I choose to see it that way is that I'm relearning at this stage of life how to renegotiate detours. And most importantly, my feelings about what a detour is and what it means for me. Because as I see it, the truth is that detours are the rule of life rather than an exception to life. Yet how often, maybe it's you or in the conversations you're in, um, people are hoping for things to settle down or get back to normal. But normal isn't really a thing. Look at what's happening with the economy and technology. And uh, is there such a thing as normal? There are times I do wish I could go back in a time machine to before social media, to before <laughs> some of the things that are occupying the headlines now. But that is not a possible. We have detoured from the path that seems so much more predictable 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and then of course this predictability that sometimes we want to lock in for ourselves, for our families as well. So pause for a moment and look at your life. How much of your own life is a series of plans interrupted by detours? Are the detours in your lives invited or are they annoyances? Or is the answer sometimes, it depends. <laughs> I think there's so much revealed in our relationship to ourselves and how we react to detours. There are different kinds of detours. There's logistical detours. That's something like scheduled changes or location changes, flat tires. Then there are relationship detours or health detours, breakups, a diagnosis, maybe an opportunity, someone that you meet and you think, oh, this could actually turn into a friendship or even a romantic relationship. There are financial detours. I think every one of us at some point encounters 
financial detours, whether it's a gain or a loss, there are things we didn't plan for, predict, or expect. And think about in your own life, are there areas of your life where the detours seem more stressful than others? Get curious about that. So I do like to share my own experiences here because I think it's helpful. I think people love it when they hear a personal story. And for me, I will tell you, financial detours trigger a lot of discomfort for me. In fact, that's part of the motivation for the podcast is my oldest son, he now lives here full time. Um, We have acquired additional transportation expenses in order for him to get where he needs to go. And the unexpected expenses or even things I expected, but now they're here, they just seem to trip a wire in my brain that's really related to security. And on the other hand, relationship detours don't seem to phase me that much. Uh, And yet there are some people, a breakup or a disagreement with a friend can really throw them off their game. And when we think of detours, let's talk about the sense of loss. Do you have a feeling of loss around some types of detours more than others? For example, if you had an unexpected expense, would that cause you almost to have a a sense of loss or grieving that you weren't expecting to have to deal with that right now? And on the flip side, what about opportunity? (laughs) Do you love detours in the sense of the opportunities that they bring? I actually really enjoy detours in my career because I love to learn and I get to know new people. I've worked in IT for a long time and I've actually experienced a couple of layoffs. And I will say that at the moment, again, that totally trips my little financial security wires, but I network and have great conversations, and it gets me out in the world in a way that when you just go show up at work every day, that opportunity, that detour of being out of work has yielded some beautiful opportunities as well. And of course, I I just love the literal sense of detour. I love getting lost when I travel. You could find some amazing hole-in-the-wall restaurants that way. So for me, I when I was thinking about um, this concept of detours and embracing them and navigating them, I find it so curious for me that some kinds of detours activate fear and uncertainty, and some kind of detours activate excitement and the sense of possibility, because at face value... Those interpretations are a little bit illogical. I mean, it's brain logic, but it's not really logic logic. (laughs) So my reaction to my own detours, it tells me so many things about my mind and what I believe about myself, about what I believe about the world at large. And it really doesn't say anything about the detours themselves. Getting a detour... You know, something happens where you didn't expect it or you're rerouted on another way. That's just a thing that happened. Everything that happens in my head is my own interpretation. And let me for sure reinforce that when I suggest embracing the detours, this is 
not what I mean. I do not mean blasting yourself with fake or faux gratitude. And please don't minimize your experience via gaslighting yourself. And please don't compare yourself to how other people handle a similar situation. They're doing their thing and all we see is other people's outsides. So remember, we all have default reactions to different categories of detours And we're all like that to a matter of degrees. Like some things just activate us or trigger us more than others, and that's okay. And we can tend to compare ourselves to people that we think are coping better than we think we're coping ourselves. But again, you never really know what's happening with someone else, and it doesn't really matter because what's happening to you is happening to you. And that's real. And that's worth love and nurturing and compassion. And so when I encourage you to embrace detours, what I do mean is this. Be kind to yourself. Use this as an opportunity to understand yourself and to learn what supports you best. (sighs) That's so loving. Let's just pause and kind of bask in that. When I started giving myself a lot of kindness and support and I just started really being a good friend to myself. I started to see my reactions to detours as just that. Reactions. The same way that some creatures crave light and some avoid it. (laughs) It made me realize that whatever was happening was normal for me. And I like me. So the more I'm able to be nice to myself when I'm having a strong reaction to a detour, the better I'm going to be able to navigate it. And my last suggestion is just to learn what supports you best. I was really, really surprised recently to learn a support method that works beautifully for me. So as I've shared on the podcast, I have complex PTSD and I have done a lot of coach training. So I am in a community with a lot of people who are like me, frankly, And I had a call with a fellow coach who's also trained in trauma-informed practices. And I found that just talking about how I was flipping out about something and just feeling safe enough to share it with somebody who I knew wasn't judging me. He wasn't feeling sorry for me. He did make a few bold observations, but he got me. And I was so grateful to discover how supported I felt just Encouraging myself to get into a conversation with someone that I could trust with my thoughts. Because usually I suffer in silence. Because frankly, most people greet trauma with pity or subtle avoidance. So for me, having someone listen without judgment is the best. And it was just so beautiful to recognize, oh yes, One of the tools that works for me is when I'm feeling really activated, when I'm feeling really, I don't know, less resilient than normal. I guess you can't feel really less, but when I'm, when my feeling of resilience is really low to reach out to someone who feels kind of like a um, compassionate neutral (laughs) was a very good move for me. And another support as I'm going through detours and one that I offer you is 
going for walks, reading just a chapter in a book, like something that really nurtures you, um, working on a little project, maybe like, you know, coloring or singing. When you're reacting strongly to a detour that life is taking you on, look for what supports you and provides you a sense of relief. It's okay to have a little bit of relief as you're going through a detour. So that's my invitation to you this week is think about how you prefer your life to go. Do you like structure and predictability or do you like a very, I don't know, laissez-faire, see what happens approach to life? If some detours in life cause stress for you, get curious about why. Become a student of yourself always and learn what activates your stress and learn what helps you handle that stress, what helps you kind of diffuse it and come into your own personal power. I know that's a very coachy phrase, but I do believe that we know when we're like, it's okay, I've got, I've got this, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take care of myself. And that is a very wonderful feeling. Ask yourself whether it helps you to see life as a nonlinear journey of twists, turns, and unexpected surprises with a few stretches of smooth open road in between. I look at those like you think about like I, I grew up in the American West and there's wide open spaces and long stretches of road and you can see literally for miles in advance. And then I remember driving through some windy you know, hilly roads where you can barely see uh, ahead of you. And life is a little bit like both. So I invite you to think about what you think about that and just see how you can encourage yourself to embrace the detours, you know, in a very realistic, non-gaslighty way. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.